What is going on, everybody? What's up, folks? We're back with episode 91 of the Dark Windows podcast. Wow. Still feels weird to say that. That's, uh, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, it is. So, before we get going, why don't you remind everybody about our uh, headphone deal? Yes. Studio headphones. Go over to studio.com and check them out. They have headphones, earbuds, and they also have a sweet little Bluetooth speaker that uh, I think both of us have... Uh, kind of greed that we're gonna get at some point here yeah it's got like a 14 hour battery life on a single charge so i'm definitely in yeah and i, I and i've been saying it you know, for quite a long time but i think i'm gonna pull the trigger soon and i'm gonna get those over the ear the clar sound canceling yeah they're pretty yeah. badass but if you go over there and you find what you want you put in dark windows 15 put it and then go to checkout Put, yeah, put the promo code of Darkwoods15 in just to get that 15% off because, you know, why, why not? It's because we like you. Yeah. That's why. I mean, who, who doesn't like saving some money? I yeah. do. So this week we are starting what's going to probably turn into two or three parts, I'm guessing. Yeah, of, maybe. Of probably the biggest case we've covered to date uh, involving a cryptid slash interdimensional harbinger of doom. Yes. Yeah. We are going to talk about the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the Mothman people are seen in Chicago um, or in Wisconsin or the one that was seen in Chernobyl right before that whole thing happened. So, yeah, because that's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Look at the black bird of Chernobyl. Well, that's a bird, not a moth. Nah, uh, same same description. About twenty four hours before the uh, the plant melted down, hmm. seen on one of the uh, the towers. So anyway, huh. so we kind of wanted to go a little bit deeper back into history than. Well, yeah, because you have to because yeah, there's. It's not only Mothman that plays a part. The whole area is fucking in the, awesome. yeah in the area. It, I mean, he, she, it. Let's just refer to it as it yeah. because it's a fucking monster. Yeah. It is one of the factors or key ingredients into the weird shit of the area. Right. Let's, you know, that's, that's, sounds about right. Yeah. You know, but Kevin was like, you know, yeah. He goes, hey, I think you, I think we, you should do some research on on this chief that you know that I believe kind of maybe started the whole thing. Yeah, because or possibly y- you hear a little bit about it on pretty much anybody else that covers it, but it's like a little bit. Like Kevin went fucking ape dick on Indian history, so figured, it was, fuck it, let's hear what you got. You know, it was kind of cool. So. It's possibly going to be just we're going to talk about him for the probably the first episode, maybe. It might be you know a little bit of of other stuff and speculate uh, put into it a little. Oh bit. yeah, we're we're definitely going to cover some more stuff this week too. So for the first part of this episode, we're going to start off by talking about Chief uh, Cornstock, but that wasn't his real name. His real name was Chief Ketuga. Okay, easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he, and there was there's another pronunciation because they don't really know 
what his true the true pronunciation of his right. name was. We had to wind it up enough to be able to understand what well, we were saying. No, no, because it actually it was from what I read, it was actually uh, carved or written as two different you know pronunci or two different names. Okay, but they both all mean the same thing. Or all, you know, are referring to the same person. Right. So he was the uh, chief of the Shawnee, who were a group of natives who formed this confederacy confederacy to defend against white men who had been pushing into the territory in the 1770s. And what I mean by this territory, I mean um, the – this is like the, this is the Ohio River Valley yep. and the – Canagua River Valleys, which is Pennsylvania, like what? Well, Western Pennsylvania, right? Ohio, West Virginia, West Virginia, maybe part of Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, in yeah. that in that whole region. Yeah, there's and you know it's not just Mothman. There's a lot of real weird shit happen that happens in the Ohio River Valley. Yes, because I mean we had the Frogmen that we've already covered. Yep. Um, there is uh well there's also I believe the it's some, something called the octo squatch which was like an eight like an eight appendage like bipedal thing mm-hmm. there's a lot of real weird shit that happens in the Ohio River Valley yeah and it's also because it's fucking Ohio I mean no offense but Ohio is kind of like the Florida of the Midwest well it's also because it's Pennsylvania and Virginia West Virginia and it's kind of weird shit there oh well, yeah no <laughs> shit so this group of natives um, were made up of the Shawnee, like I had sit, said, but also the Delaware, the uh, Wendat, the Mingo, Miami, Ottawa, and Illinois. Miami of Ohio. Yes. <laughs> um, ben Roethlisberger style. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I say they began to prepare themselves, I mean that they actually sent warriors to the Kenawa in Ohio River Valleys. And they formed a line, basically, to say, hey, you shall not pass. Yeah. But, fuck around, the, the fuck around and find out line. Yeah. Um, and this was, like I had previously stated, that it was all because settlers had been coming, you know, further west. Because it was, you know, go west, young man, go west. All that good push. Because, well... Land was getting scarce. Yep, on the East Coast, you know. Yeah, and these push. these Indians that have been here for thousands of years, they don't want it anymore. Go take it. <laughs> yeah, we talk to them. It's fine, except it's not. No, no, no. And they're gonna fuck you up. They're gonna cut the top of your head off and wave it around like by the hair, yeah. like they literally just don't care. No, definitely, definitely, definitely not. They do not care one bit. Yes. So after forming the line, um. They had made preparations to attack the whites near Point Pleasant, which is in the Ohio River Valley mm-hmm. side of West Virginia. Yep. Or, or Virginia, sorry. Yeah. Not West Virginia. It's and, West Virginia now. No, it was Virginia. I'm saying it's West Virginia now. Uh, Point, Point, Point sure. Pleasant's in West Virginia now. At the time, it was all just a Virginia. Sure. I'll go with it. Because it's true. You have to. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not studied well on when, when, you know, states became their states and separated. Well, I'm just saying as of now, like 2020, Point Pleasant's in West Virginia. Okay. 
the motherfuckers could have stole it. Been like, no, that's cool place. We want it. We kind of did. No, they did. Who? The West Virginians. They could have been part of Virginia, and then they were like, no, we they, want it. They, when we're, buddy, we're, we're, buddy, we're, we're they split our, it up into two states. Listen, you're not letting me, I let am. me finish. I, said, I was going to say, when they split off, they said, hey, this is our state, mother. this is our place, motherfucker. Well, Ohio would have taken it, but it's on the other side of the river. So that's why West Virginia got it. Well, see, that's what I said. And on May 3rd, 1774, a group of English colonists killed 11 Ohio Seneca uh, Kanagua natives. Motherfuckers. And Fucking British every time. Well, this was part of the reason for the whole um, preparations for the line was because of this. And also it happened to be that two of them that were killed were relatives of Cornstalk. Wasn't one of them his son? No. I thought it was. No, but... just relatives. They okay. Were, they were part of a different tribe. They must have, like, you know. Hmm, okay. Laughed or, I don't know, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Um, so upon hearing the news, Cornsock led two dozen warriors into western Pennsylvania. There, his followers killed 13 settlers before returning back to across the Ohio River. Fuck yes. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Fucking British. Teach them. Goddamn but... redcoats. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll we're, we're still in that time frame where I can call them that. Well, y- yes, because they were still, you know, yeah. part of the Cunts. British Empire. <laughs> well, it wasn't too long before the news of this attack reached back to the, the colonials. Right. And to more specifically to Captain John uh, Connolly, commander of Fort Pitt. He immediately... I wonder where that is. Hmm. It's definitely in Kentucky. I think maybe like uh, Philadelphia. Oh, wait, Pittsburgh. Nope. Kansas. (laughs) Definitely Kansas. Pittsburgh, Kansas. Kansas City, Ohio. (laughs) It's in the city of my beloved pirates. I'm pretty sure Ah, it's in Pittsburgh. All right, fine. So he immediately prepared for a retaliation attack on the Ohio country, uh, country American Indians. Because that's what they called the area, the Ohio country. Okay, fair enough. So John uh, John Murray, Lord Dunmore, the royal governor of Virginia, offered the colonials assistance. Lord Dunmore sounds like an L- asshole, though. Lord Dunmore. Yeah. We have a Lake Dunmore. We do. It's probably more impressive than this guy, too. Probably. Could be. Yeah. You water ski on it, technically, still, so. I don't, I don't know if this is it's actually named after him. Possibly. It's a lot, little bit, little ways from Vermont. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there might have been another Dunmore here at some point in time. That's like, hey, check out this water. It's mine now. Maybe could have been. I'm not really familiar with it. I don't know. He also hoped that to prevent by opening these lands to white settlers, um, as well, because he didn't, you know. Well, he figured, hey, we don't want Pennsylvania to have it. So, which means no more whites can have it either. Fuck them. Fair enough. You know. But in August 1774, Pennsylvania militia entered the Ohio country and quickly destroyed seven Ohio Seneca Kanagua villages. Shit. Which had been abandoned by the, as the soldiers approached. At the same time, Lord Dunmore sent 1,000 men to the Kanawha River in modern-day West Virginia to build a fort 
and attacked the Shawnee. The forces met on October 10th, 1774 at what would become known as the Battle of Point Pleasant. The colonial army was well, um, well matched with the natives. The numbers were almost even, but it wasn't really a fair fight because the natives were outmatched. They were probably outgunned, I would imagine, too. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they would have had guns at this point in time, but just not as many or... No, as they didn't have any guns. You sure? Yeah, huh. because Damn. the colonials had the muskets, and they just, just had their bows and arrows. But I mean, I mean, they put up a fair fight. I was going to say, in all fairness. They did. You know, yeah, we, you know, as white people, we did kind of fuck the Indians over. But yeah. they kicked our asses for quite a while while we tried to do it. True. And all they had, most of them, were fucking bows and, like, clubs and shit. Well, when the fighting was over, roughly 140 colonialists were dead. And the number of natives, according to one source, was twice the amount of colonialists. But, as we know, we did watch a, a footage, some footage on this Mothman thing. Mm-hmm. And it did say that that number was... was um, Possibly not true. Yeah. Because they don't really know because the... Because the natives, the natives carried the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that's not new because, well, even some of our ancestors did it. Right. They also traveled single file, so... <laughs> Never mind. That was a Star no. Wars joke. But no, it's true, though. They, the The number is, according to the... Fluid. Story, <laughs> yeah. At best. I mean, because, like I said, the, the bodies were actually carried off. Which is something that's, um, you know, it, it's been done. You're not going to leave your dead there. No. Just to fucking rot. I mean, this isn't World War One. No, no. I mean, that was kind of like one of the, well, not really even World War One. They, well, they, like, World, World War One. body. They, World War One. they had to leave him there because you couldn't get out into the trenches to get people because you'd get fucking machine gunned. True. You but, know? like, even, even before that, like, I mean, we had, during the Civil War... It wasn't until like probably you know weeks or whatever later where the bodies were actually picked up. I mean, right. You know it's just not what was happening. No, but because you, you got to get keep fucking fighting. Yeah, you got to keep going. I mean, you can't stop and you know battles weren't like you know. Time hey. out! Time out! Timmy got shot. Let's get him out of here. See if we can do something. No, no but- he's he's dead. But we're still gonna get rid of him. Okay, thanks guys. Thanks. Thank you. Yes. You guys are the best. <laughs> Continue your war. <laughs> it, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't like, a, what the hell was it? Uh, there was actually, um, I can't think of the, the the battle. There was a, fuck, um, there was a movie about it. Uh, uh, King, uh, King Edward or whatever it was. No, fuck, I can't think of the guy's name. There's a, there's a show on Netflix, okay? It's about one of the like the the kings of England. He actually attacked over in um, France. Okay, and because he, he his father had just died, he didn't really want to be king, and he then he became king. And because well, because his father had told him that hey, you're not going to be king. Your brother is. Well, his brother was a dumbass. Challenged a guy, got himself fucking killed. So then. Uh, the brother killed the other guy, just how it goes. And then they then they went to France, and he killed he. 
in the thing, he says he like he basically killed the Dauphin, but he really didn't. Dauphin died later on. But during meaning of this whole thing is during this battle, they actually had people up on a fucking hill going. Yep. Okay. He went down. He's putting guns up his hands. He surrenders. Good fight. Stop. Let him get off the fucking field. <laughs> that's dumb. That's so dumb. <laughs> oh, we had people here. Well, that, that was with like knights and chivalry and shit, and like we had we're it way here. past that. But we had it here during, uh, well, Revolutionary War time. They actually people were used to spectate these fuckers. Well, for yeah, a no, while. no, no, that's fine. They but like, like, oh, oh, Martha, Martha, look, look, it's a fight going on there. Oh, look, but I mean, binoculars, get him out. Stopping <laughs> a goddamn, stopping the like a war, be like, oh, he's surrendering. We gotta like. Everybody settle down. Let's get them off the field. Fuck that. Fuck that. That's so dumb. Just because that was like knights and, you know. Yeah. I mean, for when. We never had those. No. Don't try to tell me we did. No, we didn't. Because if we did, I must have missed that whole week in history class. No. We never had knights. Fucking awesome, We skipped that portion. Yeah. Because we're like, fuck knights. We got guns. Exactly. Guns and fucking wool coats. (laughs) (laughs) That'll stop a 68 caliber musket round, right? Spoiler alert, it doesn't. No. It goes it, right through. But it will give you fucking heat stroke like a motherfucker. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but it also doesn't stop a fucking musket ball the mm-hmm. size of your big toe. No, definitely not. So, back to the... Yeah. From the, from the sidetrack there. So, yes, we you know, the numbers are, are skewed, possibly. Either they're a lot more or a lot less. Where the numbers squad... That was an Indian joke. Hmm. <laughs> so I, it was one of those things where I'm like, when I edit this, if I don't say it, I'm going to fucking regret it. So are. there we go. I said it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> after, so after the, and I regret nothing. I know you don't. So after the battle, the natives retreated. So the natives retreated further West um, into what is now Ohio. Okay. To prevent any further attacks from the colonial settlers. Makes sense. And what, And after they retreated, the colonial settlers actually built a fort to keep themselves uh, safer from the natives. And they built it at the junction of the Kanawha and the Ohio Rivers. Now, you think that that's where it stops? No. Not even fucking close. Dunmore smelled blood and was like... Run, rabbit, run. Because he was like, I'm coming for your asses. And he did. He followed them across the Ohio River. And he was dogging them down. He was out. He actually stopped outside of a Shawnee village on the Pickaway Plains. And he decided that he would ask the Shawnee to discuss a peace treaty with him. Now, for some reason, I don't really believe that he actually sent someone to their village and was like, hey, hey guys, so would you like to sign a peace treaty and we can call it a day Fuck and we can all that. live in peace? I came here to kill every <laughs> single fucking Indian I could find and chew bubblegum and since bubblegum hasn't been invented yet, I got one thing to do. Yeah. No, I think he was more like, either you're going to sign this goddamn treaty or else we're just going to keep pushing you further and further west and kill some of you along the way. Yeah, kill as many as we can because that's what we do. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just 
ask them nice like, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he did. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe I don't know. No, not I don't, even close. I don't think he did. No, I'm pretty confident he didn't. No, I think it was you know more like, hey, we have the guns and you're you, gonna you're gonna do this or you're all gonna die. Yeah. Oh, wait, you did it? Well, we might kill you anyway, because that's kind of what we do. Yeah. I, you guys I just, cold? You want some blankets? I just don't think it was, you know, a nice asking. It was a forceful It definitely telling. wasn't, yeah. You know, because that's just not what we did at the time. This, so, the, But the Shawnee would actually agree to sign a peace treaty, and during the but during the negotiation process, a colonel by the name of Colonel... Andrew Lewis led a detachment of Virginia militia across the Ohio River and attacked and destroyed several Shawnee villages. Nice guy. Yeah. Well, this kind of did the trick, Biz, because fearing that Dunmore would wipe the rest of them out, he deci- they'd actually decided to finish signing the treaty with re- no retaliation to prevent further bloodshed. Hmm. So it's... I mean, it kind of worked out a little bit in their, you know, Dunmore probably was like, you stupid son of a bitch. You, you just, you know, attack these people. I'm signing a treaty. What the hell? But, you know, in the meantime, it kind of like worked out for him. I was like, oh, hey, well, I'll just keep my uh, surprise to myself that uh, this is actually working and, you know, me being pissed. So the, so the treaty was signed. And it was called the Treaty of Stanwick, which, um, which I did forget to mention, was what the name was called. That's and it was fine. signed in 1768. The treaty stated that the Shawnee had to relinquish all lands south and east of the Ohio River, which was for the which was the first time any Native Americans had to give up land. Yeah, wouldn't be the last. No, unfortunately, no, definitely not. Definitely not, because they, as we all know, they gave up a lot more land. <clears throat> so, not only did they relinquish the land, but the Shawnee also agreed to give back prisoners that they had taken, and to let white settlers pass unharmed down the Ohio River. Cornstock would abide by the treaty for the rest of his life. Now, by this point, you might be saying, what the hell does this even have to do with Mothman and Point Pleasant? Well, hold your horses, buds, because I'm getting to that. And and it'll be all very, very clear. Just a little bit. I hope so. I know. I know. You're getting getting impatient on this. I'm just going to blame it on the fact that they're still technically English at this point. True. So, yeah. Well, even though at this point, really, the British even saw them as not being part of them. Whatever, that's fine. Equal to them. But you know what's unfortunate is I can't even say like, oh, well, my ancestors weren't even here yet. Yeah, they were. They were on the wrong side of the Civil War for part of it. So, a Revolutionary War, I'm sorry. Not Civil War. Revolutionary War. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who? Uh, a guy by the name of Guy Carlton, who's got his name on the plaque at Fort Ticonderoga as one of the first, like, when the uh, when the English took it over. Did you trace it back? Yeah. Then? Yeah. When did you do that? A while ago. Hmm. Yeah. He was kind of a prick, but, you know. 
Must be genetic. Anyway. Listen. Yours didn't come over here and fight on the opposite side just because it was fucking fun to do. Mine no, yours did. came over here and fought for fucking money. True. True. Those filthy fucking Hessians didn't do anything for free or fun. They did it all for money. Yellow coats, sons of bitches. Plus also, I want to state this. They had nothing left for them to do over in their homeland because they weren't getting the land that their parents had. Yeah. It was their older sibling. Yeah. They were still trying to, like, hunt werewolves and shit, though. Well, yeah. And Frankensteins. And no, just werewolves. Because that was right, like, that was right, like, Peter Stubb kind of area uh, time Stubb. frame. Yeah. Old Peter. Peter anyway, Stubb. let's talk. stop talking about Nazis and werewolves again for hey. the third fucking time in a row. Now, the Shawnee, so the Shawnee, with, along with Cornstalk, or at least most of them, began to living, you know, their life back to normal, way it was, and tried to avoid the the colonials, you know, tried so that they wouldn't avoid the treaty at all. Right. Uh, because, you know, didn't want to do that. They wanted to have, feel the wrath uh, because, I mean, you know, they could kill a lot of people. Yeah, that and usually when Native Americans made a made like an agreement or a pact, they tried to stick to it as best they could. They did. Until white folks fucked them and then they're just like... We're coming for them scalps, yeah, baby. Yeah, or, or, or it seems like, because um, I, was, I was watching a thing on uh, uh, Samuel D. Champlain and how when he came here to, when I mean here, I mean to Lake Champlain right. in between uh, Vermont and New York, he actually had written in his um, diary that he was kind of like enamored that the natives were so peaceful between each other. Yeah. And he said, kind of said that they only, like, they only would actually fight and it would stop and then they would, you know, do whatever it was. It would get some kind of peace treaty. It wasn't even fighting. It was, kind of like, it was like, like squabbling almost. Yeah, it was yeah. like a skirmish. They'd, they'd take one one side that won. They'd take, you know, prisoners, but then they'd give them back. Yeah. And then it kind of, like, died off. And he was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. You fight. You declare dominance, and that's it. Native Americans in the Northeast are much different than the ones in the West. And, and like, was, where you get, like, the Apache and the Crow and the Comanche, where true. they're just like, we're going to fucking kill all of you. True, but they, I mean, they didn't really encounter each other too much, I don't believe. But, anyway, he was just like, you know, what the hell, you know? Just fucking fight. Fight like grown-ups, you pansy. Yeah, declare, <laughs> declare a winner, take over the land, that's what you should do. I'll show you how it's done. Ready? Let's suit up. And you know, they kind of did that. And he was like, they were like, whoa, this is, you know, some crazy white guy. Yeah. You know, coming in. So but, fucking sea person. Yeah. Well, these guys were like, you know, hey, we don't want, you know, don't want to be like that. We don't want none. Yeah. Let's, let's just try to, you know, be normal. That was just cornstalk in hit in his group of people. There was other Shawnee that were like, hell no. We don't like that treaty one bit, and we want to get revenge. So some of the Shawnee, you know, plotted revenge on the whites, um, and, you know, wanted to take them out. So by 1777, they had planned again to drive the white settlers from the region. And Cornstalk 
was like, oh, man, I don't really like this at all. Don't like this. Yeah. You guys are fucking up what Uh, we've worked to not. But. So we don't all die. The little caveat to this is that these Shawnee were backed up by the British who wanted to help them defeat the colonials because it was revolutionary wartime. Yeah, fair enough. So they were like, you know, haha, we want to stick it to these assholes for trying to take, you know, throw us out. So guess what? We'll help you throw them out of your yeah. land. Enemy of my enemy is and my whatnot. friend. Yeah. yeah. Now, like I said, Cornstock wasn't on the same page as the rest of his people. And so he and his son, I am going to murder the hell out of his last, this guy's name. I tried to get a translation for it. I do apologize. I tried to get actually find where I could, you know, get it phonetically spelled out. For right, me. right. So, Elenine Pisco? Close, probably. Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> they went to... I'm really I'm really ashamed that you didn't brush up on your fucking Shawnee for this. You know... It's embarrassing. Too. I know. I know. Bad Kevin. They went to Point Pleasant, where the Colonial Fort was. And now... According to the film that we watch and in other other sources that I looked at, he didn't actually go with his father. He actually stayed back, and his father went by himself, and he was held captive. And I put captive in quotes because according to some, they say he was held captive. Others say the captive was only basically – um, I don't know how to put it. Kind of like what they would have done with hostages back in the day, where it's like I'm gonna, we're gonna trade you these guys for something. Yeah, well, not so. It was like it was just a like a. You're more of a guest. Yeah, here. that's well, we're I mean, gonna treat you. We're gonna treat you right and everything else. You're just gonna be our guest. But it was more like, hey, we're gonna put the feeler out that you're our captive. It, it kind of like, um. Like uh, Viking times, where they would have taken, uh, mm. they would have taken like an English person exactly. as a hostage, yes. even though it's like you're, an, it's a noble's kid, and they're just like, we're gonna take care of you until everything's done, and then we're gonna give you back, unless they fuck up, then we're going to kill the shit out of you. True, or they, or, or it's like you know when they took somebody as, as a slave, I guess. They would actually like work so long for the people. Yeah, and then and then, then they'd be like, hey. Okay, it's kind of like indentured servitude. Yeah, you're a free man. After so long, you know, hey, you know, you paid off your debt. You either can stay with us or you can leave. Right. Well, this is not – it was more like he was just like kind of a, a guest, sort of. They fed him, you know, gave him a place to stay and everything else. And the, like the, the other source said that his son actually came to visit him and, you know, just to – to say, hey, what's going on? Type right. Of thing. The whole purpose of Cornstalk's going to the fort was to actually warn the colonials that there was going to be attack, and it was when it was going when it was actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like I said, they instead took him hostage, but they must have listened to him because they kept people in, but. They they didn't actually do a good enough job about this because one of the hunters – because, you know, you have to get meat. 
Right. Right. Well, during this time, how do you get me? Grocery store. Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> You're out in a fort, middle of the wilderness. Become a vegetarian. Yes. Go no. vegan. Well, if you want, well, yeah, you could do that too. Grow a garden. All right. Okay. But I'm pretty sure. No. I'm pretty sure if you were a vegan back then, they would have burned you at the stake as a witch. Mm. Which, not saying that that's a bad idea, but it might be frowned upon now. Well, I'm pretty sure that's not what they did. I'm pretty sure they ate meat. So What I'm w- saying is if you're like, oh, I don't eat meat anymore. I'm above it. They'd go, <gasps> heresy. Ready the stakes. We're burning this motherfucker to the ground. It's all going to go. Yes. we're The whole village? No, just him. Just him. We're going to tie him to a tree and set it to, like, fucking set it on fire. Yes. Because so, we don't trust anybody that doesn't eat meat. <laughs> Still. Okay. Just saying. Hey. Disclaimer, that's Kevin's hey. thought of mine. See, I don't have a problem with <laughs> vegans. I just don't want to know that you're a vegan every 30 fucking seconds. That's my issue with vegans. All right. All right. I get that. Yeah. So, anyway. You want to have meat. What do you got to do at this time? You can't go to the supermarket. You can't go to the local grocery store or the... Ye old price chopper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or market garden basket thing or whatever the hell it's called. Or to anybody else that doesn't live here, Croker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or Safeway. Food Lion. Or... Fucking kick it old school. We'll go with some IGA. Mm, I can name grocery stores. PNC. Tops. Shaw's. Whoa. Uh, Market basket. uh, Market basket, yeah. All those other places. Piggly Wiggly. That's a grocery store as well. Oh, damn. You're going to the South. That's right. And that's all I know for grocery stores. <laughs> Tune in next week when I learn more. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean. And also gas station chains. But probably at this time they went to the, uh, what the hell was it called? It would be the market or whatever the, uh, I'm trying to think of what the. It's like a general store, basically. That's what they'd go do. If there was a town. Okay. But they're out in a fort, which yeah. is the edge of the wilderness. So you went to the forest grocery store. Yeah. You, you couldn't pop into like Sheets or Wawa. <laughs> no. Since this is Pennsylvania-ish. <laughs> so. Yeah, you can't go to Wawa. I mean, Wawa Sheets is, is better, though. I've never been to Sheets. Fuck, dude. Sheets only been is, to Wawa. Sheets is the fucking best. I've only been to Wawa in Maryland. Sheets is the fucking best gas station that has ever existed, and I bet I get some hate for that. But some might don't say care. you're wrong. Like in Kansas, they might say Casey's is better. Well, they probably—I don't think they have Sheets there. I, I think don't. Sheets is just like a Pennsylvania, Ohio thing. Maybe the only place I've ever seen him is in Pennsylvania. Hmm. I don't know. I ain't never been to Ohio. I don't know. So the soldier that was out—he was out hunting, getting his the meat for the the place, and. He was attacked. So word got back that the to the fort that the Shawnee had attacked and killed an American soldier who, like I said, was out hunting, getting the the meat for or a little bit of meat for the fort. Right. Now, according to the documentary that we watched on Mothman, which is called Eyes of the Mothman, I found it on Amazon Prime. Oh, yep. In case uh, anybody wants to watch it, I knew you would know it because I I didn't really. So. <laughs> According to the documentary, um, both Cornstalk and his son were actually killed after because the people on the film, which consists of a Native American chief, a historian, and a few others, 
I can't actually I remember. I think one of the guys on there runs the Mothman Museum in Point yeah, Pleasant. There's like there's like uh, a lady. I don't know what she her profession was, but they all knew a very like a lot of information about right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. time and and everybody involved. They yeah. knew enough about it that they were credible. Yeah, you know, because, absolutely. I mean, sometimes you got, you gotta be leery because sometimes when you watch some shit. People you get that, some fucking fruitcakes in yeah, there. Yeah, that aren't true, like, aren't actually really yeah. truthful. And then, you know, the Shawnee came in with their battle rifles, and they fucking <laughs> laid waste to the entire English colony. All going pew, 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 pew. Then they got their jetpacks and flew actually up into <gasps> orbit, and then pooped all over England itself, and then came back. Oh my God. But they lost all this technology because the aliens took it back. I'm not saying it was aliens, but... It wasn't fucking aliens. Continue. It fucking was. Dinosaurs <laughs> built the pyramids. They did. I learned that last week. It happens. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so they stated that the soldiers that were in the fort killed killed Cornstalk and his son because they had, like I said, had heard about it, and they were actually very drunk, and. They were like, you know, we want fucking revenge. Yeah, because that's the first thing that you want when you're drunk. Revenge yeah. and then food. Yeah, and they also, they also said that... <laughs> yeah. Dude, I drank way too much tonight. You know what I could go for? What's that? Revenge and like a really ju- like juicy cheeseburger, like greasy. Mm-hmm. I think it would really help my stomach. But first we got to do our revenge thing, and then we can go to Burger King. True. Yes. <laughs> now, they said on the the film that Cornstalk was shot roughly 10 times. Motherfucker. Now keep that number in mind. Okay. Uh, his son ran and tried to hide in a chimney so that, you know, he could just possibly escape later on. Right. Well, guess what? That I, I'm going to so say well. spoiler alert. He didn't make it out the chimney. He didn't make it out of the fort. He oh. fucking died. He got hunted. So his game plan was to run out of the fort and hide in a chimney somewhere. No, he just went into the. He was in the fort and then went somewhere and hid in a chimney. Okay, that's what I'm saying. A spoiler alert: He didn't make it out of the chimney. Or uh, yeah, because I can't. I can't imagine that's your your game plan to be like, I'm gonna get out of the fort. I'm gonna go hide in a chimney. They'll never find me. I'll be like Santa Claus. Exactly. But maybe not get stuck. Yes. I'll be like Santa Claus, but I'll use every part of my reindeer. And I won't say ho ho ho. Say how, how, how. <laughs> yeah. How. That's really bad. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? That's bad. It's We're, funny, though. You're going to hell. Oh, I'll save you a seat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so now let's get back to Cornstalk being shot to death. Because. To death and back. Because yes. they fucking shot him a million times. Now, according to the legend states that when he was dying from his wounds, he would make his legendary curse. Wait a minute. You're trying to tell me he had a chance to be, like, in the process of dying? He wasn't just fucking dead? He got shot ten times? Well, eleven. What the fuck, dude? That qualifies you to just be dead. There's no process there of dying then. See, that's what I... Either that or he is just the hardest motherfucker that's ever existed because he's like, oh, yeah? Yeah, you, yeah, I know one of those will take my fucking leg clean off. Listen. Nine more, please. He, you know, he was a bad motherfucker. Apparently. Okay? According to the legend, the curse was as follows. 
I was the borderman's friend. Many times have I saved him and his people from harm. <laughs> kind of starts I, off like a Willie Nelson song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was a highway man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Fucking right. I got, I got another zinger in here, too, mm. since we've already done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I never warred with you, but only to protect your wigwams and lands. I refuse to join your pale face enemies with the red coats. Pale face enemies is the name of my new band. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love it. It's going to be great. Scalps a lot is the first. Uh... No. 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 You don't, you don't know us. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I came to the fort as your friend and you murdered me. You have been murdered by my side, my young son. For this, may the curse of the great spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by the na- by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its peoples be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. After speaking these words, he died. So like Kevin said, spoiler, fucker. That's some pretty heavy he shit, though. He was shot 11 times. And he was Iron Man. That's some pretty heavy shit, though, that curse. Fucking, you hear. Iron Man. No, maybe not. No. I don't know. I, I don't think so because they shot him with lead and it killed him. Whatever. You know. So Patrick Henry, who was the former governor of Virginia, founding father. Give fam- me liberty or give me death. You fucking <laughs> asshole. Hey man. He gave that he gave that speech. Or actually it's actually called uh Give Me Liberty, I think it's but it's actually that was actually like a little portion of well, it. Well yeah, but it was the important part. It was. He demanded that Cornstalk's killers be brought to trial, but no one was arrested, and the militiaman men who perpetrated the murders were shortly ordered to return home. Subsequently, that sounds like uh, some other shit that happens with other professions at the time, like right now. Yeah, it's like, well, y'all fucked up, so we're gonna send you somewhere else to fuck up there. Yeah. yeah. So subsequently, some inquiries into the murders were made, but no actions were ever taken. Of course. Now, I feel that if, like I said, you know, he shot eleven times. There's no goddamn way he was gonna make any damn curse, unless he said it and then they just fucking lit him up. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they shot him a couple times and they thought he was fucking dead and they were like, okay, he's still fucking talking. Well, let's let him finish the sentence. Or, they're, right, or they were like, you know, they killed his kid and then they're like, you have any last words? And he's like, yeah, hold on. It like delivers a speech and they're just like, huh, okay. And then they just shot him. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably what it was. So at this point in time, before we go any further, let's take a break. Yeah. Take a breather. Yeah. You know, we'll let the whole curse and him being shot 11 times sink in. Yeah. All right, so we're back. Now, before we go any further on this, I forgot to say that not only did Cornstalk and his son die at the fort, but there was actually some other natives that were that had been actually killed there as well. They, Fuck. They actually had been there for some time. They had actually came along with Cornstalk or... Went there because of Cornstalk because they were like, hey, we're following our leader. Right. You know, and this is kind of a sad part of this. Their their bodies were actually dumped into the Kanawha River. And, you know, just they were killed yeah. and they were just 
thrown in. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of sad. That's what happens when you have no respect for your enemy, no. though. Cornstalk's body, on the other hand, was actually buried near the fort. And now, how I see it from what I have actually heard and read about water burial was that that wasn't really the right move for the colonials. No. They actually, you know, kind of like they done fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like I said, everything that I heard, the natives' cultures feel that the water burial means that their souls of their family won't be at rest. Yeah. At all. And they'll just keep wandering the land. You know, I mean, that's just not what you yeah, want. Yeah, no, you shouldn't, you know. Yeah, Unless you're yeah. in the fucking Navy, you shouldn't be buried in the water. No. I mean, I did look into the burial practices of the Shawnee. And they took it. Were they one of like the open air ones where they leave them there for the birds and shit? Or do they like cover them with rocks? No. Huh. No. Actually, it was was pretty interesting. They took this shit real serious. It actually, here's the funny part is they were more like us white people Mm -hmm. or how, or I should say how we used to be in some of our practices because, you know, um, they, and what I mean that is. Their whole process took like four days. Yeah. Oh, okay. Four whole days. Right. And where the body would be kept covered in their home for a half a day. And then after that, the blood relatives would prepare to lay the body to rest. And close relatives would choose a funeral leader and two to three grave diggers, none of which could be related to the deceased or um, the others. The funeral rites would last four days and include the purification, burial, feasts, vigils, and a condolence ceremony. Now, the grave itself would be at least four feet deep, facing to the east, facing to the east to west. Okay. Direction. The interior, interior would be lined with stone, wood, or bark. The body wrapped in skins or bark would be then placed into it. Poles would cover the grave, followed by bark and then dirt. A small grave house would be erected over the resulting mound. Now, this kind of like sounds. All I could think about when I was reading this was like, huh, wow, that sounds so familiar of how, you know, we as a people used to actually do this because, you know, when I first started, we did burials before, we actually would keep with the body somebody would actually watch over the body for a day yeah to make sure that they were actually dead yeah i mean because that's just what practices did they actually stayed with the body and watched it you know because that's what families did watch the body made sure they were dead you know pay their respects everything so it took like four days for the whole process in my experience there's an easier way to make sure they're dead shoot them again stakes okay because not only does it make sure they're dead, but it also prevents vampires. True, it does. So. You are very, very. Correct. And if there's something we know here, I know my way around vampires. So, I mean, I, I, I was kind of like enamored a little bit by that, that they, that they were so kind of like, you know, white people or white people were so much like them. Right. You know, kind of, it must have like somehow maybe crossed over a little bit. Hey, you know, I like your burial style. Can we use that? Or we're going to use it. You know, just. Just because, you know, it, it seems like a better, more respectful way to deal with a body. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
So with all that said, Cornstalk's body was the only one that was actually treated with the most respect. His son was even buried in the water? Uh, I I think so. It doesn't, oh, I don't really know. Yeah, okay. But I think he was. That's not cool. Okay. Um and and I think it was because I think he he was treated with the most respect because he was the one that came to them and told them about the possible attacks. Right. But also I think it was because he was just murdered flat out. Because he had nothing to do with the attacks. He wasn't, you know, the one that said, hey. Collateral mm-hmm. damage. Yeah. Eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. Killed one of ours, we're going to kill one of yours, and we're going to make sure it's an important one. Yeah. And, okay. And I've also stated that I don't believe that throwing the nat- other natives' bodies into the river was the right thing to do because, like I said, it it's, wasn't humane. It's not the right thing to do anyway. Plus, it opens up not only them, but others like you know other generations or other peoples in the town to possible hauntings and also let's remember or where you're getting where you're things. getting your water from anyway yeah oh yeah if you're downstream of a body you you drink that you're going to get really fucking sick like very sick which probably could have um you know been one of those things that holy shit you know it's cursed because you know they didn't realize that there was goddamn bodies yeah you know, in the water. So, Cornstalk's body would be uh, laid to rest by, in this area up until 1840 when he would be dug up and his bones would be removed to the ground of the Mason County Courthouse. And then in 1899, a monument would be erected to the late Chief Cornstalk. This, however, would not be his last stop. So... His body at this point consisted of three teeth and 15 bones. And in the 1950s, his body would be removed again because the new courthouse was being erected on the same site. Okay. So they wanted so, to get him out of there before they bulldozed it. Yeah. That makes sense. His bones were placed in an aluminum box, and his remains would be reinterred at the corner of the town's 2ND Wee Park by a frontiersman who had actually fought once against Cornstalk. And then later befriended him. And another monument would be erected in his honor on this on the site. Now, I know the people of town felt like that by digging up his body and burying him again and again was the right thing to do. But I probably don't, I don't wasn't. think it wasn't. No, I don't think it was. They may uh, all had the best intentions in the world, but I feel that that once. Was okay, but three times. Once you're buried, you should stay there. Yeah, I mean, I just feel that that three times was just way overboard. I yeah, mean, maybe that's might... just me. But once you're buried, you should probably stay where you're at. Yeah. Now, the weird shit was about to begin because in August of 1909, another monument that was to stand 86 feet tall, that was designated to the area, was to be erected. Okay. Or was erected. The dedication was supposed to actually take place on July 22nd, but on the night before the event, the clear overhead sky erupted with lightning and struck the part of the crane of a crane that was supposed to um, place the monument, you know, where it was going to finally stay. Ah, okay. The machine was badly damaged and it took nearly a month to repair. Holy shit! The monument was finally dedicated uh, and stood for years until. 
July 4th of 1921. On that day, another bolt of lightning struck the monument, damaging the capstone and some granite blocks. They were placed, and the monument still stands to this day. Many believed for years that the residents of the Triangle area made up of western Virginia, southern West Pennsylvania, and southeastern Ohio spoke of strange happenings, river tragedies, and fires as part of the curse. Of course, many laughed and said that the curse was nothing more than overactive imaginations, ignoring the death toll and the eerie coincidence that the plague the region for over 200 years after the death of Chief Cornstalk. So yeah, so so many many believe that the it was all because of the this triangle, um, of the West of West Virginia, Southwest Pennsylvania, and South, southeastern Ohio. It was all because of like the river connections between them, and possibly because of the 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 bodies being thrown in. Right. Yeah. Because cornstalk. Because I just pulled up a, a map here for my own purposes for what I'm going to talk about here in just a minute. Um, and so we, we said that the fort was at Tuende way state park, correct? Yeah. Okay. So if you were looking at this map of where I am, you have the Ohio river that kind of runs North to South, yeah. kind of like on a bend. And then the Kanawha river comes in and connects into it. And right at that corner where the two meet is where the fort would have been. Yep. And, I mean, anybody that's listening to this, most people have heard something of the Mothman and the other things that happened with it. The silver bridge that collapsed, where the the bridge, the new silver bridge is, is within eye shot of yeah. that park. Yep. So, I mean, you could, I mean, not, probably not quite a stone's throw, but if you're in the park up at the very corner where the two rivers meet, you can see the bridge. Yeah. So... So I guess it's not coincidence, you know, stuff that happened. And no. You might, you know, be like, oh, hey, I wonder if he's going to talk about that. Well, oh, yes. we're definitely going <laughs> to. So, he, now, because of all this uh, this triangle of, of shit, there has been over the years a lot of tragedy and disasters that take place, you know, because of this. Yeah. So in 1907... The worst coal mine disaster in America history, American history took place in uh, Monaga. Mon- yeah. I'm probably going to get killed because of it. Monanong, West Virginia. Somebody might you know, correct me on how this pronunciation of it is. but Where the hell is that even? <laughs> <laughs> it's in West Virginia. Uh, so on December 6th, this all happened on December 6th. There was 310 miners were killed Oof. in the coal mine disaster. On In 1944, in June of that year, 150 people were killed when a tornado ripped through the Tri-State Triangle area. That's weird because that's a pretty mountainous area Yeah, to have a tornado tear through there. Well, we have them in Vermont. Yeah, but nothing like I mean, so, a lot of bad. it's up north, but yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that whole area is, I mean, West Virginia's got a lot of mountains in it. I know, like, Ohio does. I don't know. Southern Ohio, maybe? I don't know, but not exactly the place you think of when you start thinking of Tornado. tornadoes. Yeah. Now, part. yeah, and this is where some connected, some, you know, this is connection to the Mothman. Yes. Because, hence, you know, the connection, because, well, 
there's a curse on the land because of the bodies of Cornstalk and his peoples, you know, just being discarded. So, well, this whole thing, Mothman, you know, kind of is connected to it. That's how it gets its connection is because there's this disaster and some sighting. But I guess some kind of put the Mothman as to more of that, you know, connection to it caused the bridge. Yeah. Not so much to Cornstalk and his peoples, but I don't know. But who's not who's to say that maybe this thing isn't a nature spirit that was conjured by true a curse true you know because that's I was think that was actually part of my thought was yeah maybe he did have something to do with it or it had something to do with it uh, so now moving on 1968 a Piedmont Airlines plane crashed on uh, in August of that year near the Kanawha Airport killing 35 people on board. And then in 1970, in November of that year, 14th to be exact, a South a Southern Airways DC-10 crashed into the mountain near Huntington, West Virginia, killing 75 people on board. Which I mean, we'll we'll get into all of that stuff more like as we go with it, yep. because obviously this is all part of that whole thing that we need to talk about. Yeah. So then in 1976, in March, the town of Point Pleasant was rocked in the middle of the night by an explosion at the Mason County jail house. And at the jailhouse, a woman by the name of Harriet Sisk, who had been arrested for murder of her infant daughter, um, was there. Her husband on March 2nd came to the courthouse or to the jail with a suitcase full of explosives to kill him himself and his wife. But he destroyed the building as well. Not, but killed himself. Um, also killed three law enforcement. What a fucking hero. So that was a <laughs> lot of fucking explosives to yeah. bring down not only a building, but, I mean, not to only kill yourself and your wife and three other law enforcement, but actually to bring down the whole fucking building. Either that or that was not a big building, depending. Yeah. In 1978... Uh, in January of that year, a freight train derailed at Point Pleasant and dumped thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals. The chemicals decontaminated the town's water supply, and what the wells had to be abandoned. Jesus. And also in 1978, April of that year, uh, the town of St. Mary's, north of Point Pleasant, was struck with tragedy when 51 men who were working at the Willow Island power plant were killed when the construction scaffolding collapsed. And also there was some other stuff that was more nature, I guess, that happened that you know that some don't attribute to to uh the curse. Mm-hmm. Like in 1913 and in 1937, the te- Point Pleasant was wiped out by flooding. And then in 1953, a barge exploded just before Christmas. Jesus. And then there was also like back in the uh, 1880s, the whole town was destroyed by fire. Holy shit. So, I mean, people don't really know if that actually played a role. It it sounds like a fucking curse to me. But (laughs) so, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I have on Chief Cornstalk and kind of how 
it kind of plays a role into the Mothman um, mythos or curse right. you know, of the area, how, how it kind of evolved because yeah. it evolved from this you know supposed curse. So, yeah. So all I've got, I'm going to get into it real quick, is just a couple of the very, very early sightings before we get into the more exciting stuff next week. Um, but before I get into that, I did find a theory that I, I wanted to put out just to see what anybody else thinks about it. Um, because the first sighting that I have for the Mothman anywhere near Point Pleasant would have been November 12th of 1966 when in Clendenin, West Virginia, five men that were digging a grave uh, heard a very loud rustling noise in the trees thinking it's an owl or something. They kind of like, you know, go up with their flashlights and they see what looks like a man standing on a branch. And they yelled like, hey, buddy, what's, you know, like kind of like, you okay? And he just took off straight into the air. Yeah. But 14 years previous to that and about 130 miles to the east was another huge, huge alien cryptid, whatever you want to call it, kind of sighting that took place in Flatwoods, West Virginia. No, hold on. I got to stop right there because I just thought of this. Uh, where the f- we talked about this? Hmm. We covered one of the cryptids. Ah, oh, shit! Mm, I can't think of the name of it. The one that we covered that um, was only like a one night thing in uh, that was somewhere around this area. The um, that to do with like the mine and stuff like oh, that. Oh, you're thinking of uh, um, the Van Meter visitor? That was in Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds it sounds about very like similar. Same. Yeah, because that's um, what I kind of thought. I was like, oh, because it sounds. I just it popped in my brain, fan meter. You know, popped in my brain that I was like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. It, it all kinds of kind of falls into that category of like a gargoyle is what I would think. Kind of you know, yeah. like a flying man thing. Yeah. Um, but the Flatwoods monster was a. Uh, there was like, um, I think it was like three or four kids. They were out like. Mm. playing football or whatever, and they see the streak of light through the sky and it hits a a nearby mountain from Mm. where they were. And they go and get their mom and they take the dog and they go up to find out, like, make sure, because they thought it was a plane crash. Yeah. And they get up there and there's this fucking, like, really nasty, like, noxious chemical smell. And then this thing comes out from behind the trees and it looks like, um, it almost looked like a spade, like on a cards. Yeah. Like the head of it looked like a spade and it looked like it was wearing, like, a metal kind of skirt kind of thing around it. Um, and everybody that encountered that thing died of cancer within like 10 or 15 years, if I remember correctly. Like, but somebody, I, some of the reading I was doing, somebody's like, there, there might be a connection because it's so close, but I don't know. It sounds, cause it's kind of like, sounds like a whole bunch of, uh, West Virginia's fucking crazy. Yeah. But there's a lot of cool shit that happens there. But like, I mean, a lot of that stuff is kind of Seems a little bit familiar of like uh, some alien stuff, right? I mean, I don't want to put it in that category, but right, it kind of falls. Oh, into we're that. we're going to get into that category next week for sure. Um, but the one that I mentioned before in Clendenin on November twelfth of nineteen sixty six, the very next night on the thirteenth of November in Salem, West Virginia, a man named Merle Partridge was kind of just you know 
got home from work. He was, you know, kicked back, got his feet up watching TV. And he starts to hear this really loud noise outside. Mm. Can't figure out what it is. Doesn't think anything of it. Um, his dog starts freaking out. Obviously trying to, like, you know, knock it off, try to shut the dog up, whatever. And uh, then the TV starts making a really loud whining noise. And um, he's trying to... I don't know if he'd even had the chance to sit up to go check the TV before it exploded. But the TV, like the set itself, exploded. Um, wow. Well, hold on. What year was this? 1966. Oh, that's a fucking big... That's a big... big yeah, big TV. old fucking tuber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, I thought you said, like... I'm sorry I didn't interrupt you. I thought you said, like... Because I was thinking... Holy fuck, that's a huge TV set oh, yeah. explode. Because I was like, oh, wait, he did say early, you know. And that's that's when they had fucking glass in them. Yes. <laughs> so he grabs his rifle and goes outside to see, try to find out what's going on. And couldn't keep the dog in. Uh-huh. Dog takes off. And he sees these rotating flashing red lights near his garage. But they weren't rotating like what you'd think with like a police car where they would rotate... Uh, like on a flat, like around in a circle. Yeah. These were rotating like they were being projected against the garage and rotating clockwise, counterclockwise like that. Um, so as he's watching that, he sees his dog go running off into the field. And here's like a, you know, again, here's a really strange, like metallic whirring kind of sound. Went looking for his dog, never found it. And I mean, hmm. if I remember correctly, it was, a, it was a big dog. It was like an 80 pound German shepherd, just gone vanished without a trace coincidence maybe well i don't know well we'll we'll get into it a little bit more next week when we meet a man by the name of woodrow derenberger who on november 2nd of 1966 was traveling on his way home when he met a man that he would never forget on the side of the road we'll uh we'll meet mr derenberger next week and i've got a couple more pretty intense encounters and then from there we'll get into the sad stuff i think so yeah but yeah so that's uh that was like an extended history before we even get into the mothman but i think it was important that we did that because most other like most of other shows that i've listened to that have covered it are just like yeah there was an indian chief his name was cornstock this this and this happened and that's why it's cursed and it's like a 10 minute blurb it's like let's get into the fucking guts of it let's find out you know i didn't know anything about you know, Chief Cornstalk at all. All I, all I knew of him was that he was an Indian chief in the area. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't, I feel, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that uh, his his actual given name, uh, the reason why they say Cornstalk, because it's easier to say, but his actual given name actually translates from Shawnee to English as Cornstalk. Makes sense. That's why they just call, you know, say Chief Cornstalk. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, so it's easier. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, so. <laughs> so until we come back next week, um, we'll just go through our other stuff real quick. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. You want to go on there and get anywhere from the $5 up tier, you get a free up, you get an extra episode every month. We'll send you stickers, get you shout out on the show. Um, then if you go to darkwindowspod.threadless.com you can find all kinds of cool stuff over there shirts sweatshirts notebooks stickers uh skateboards shower curtains all kinds of weird stuff but yeah go check it out and kevin has got headphones headphones yes like i said before studio.com 
go over there, check them out. Headphones, earbuds, Bluetooth speaker, whatever you find, put it in your basket. Put in the promo code of Dark Windows 15 in to get 15% off your entire order because right now it's one of those times where you need those discounts. Yes. To save save money. Especially if you want to buy something fucking cool. Well. Colossus and Spider-Man just like that, ate shit off my shelf. That just happened. Yeah. That's the first time they've fallen. Like, yeah. Fucking Frank Castle and War Machine and all those guys will fall off all the time. Mm. Colossus and Spider-Man just fucking ate it. So I, I've yeah. got to fix that. Yeah. So I know it's just they're shameless plugs, but you know what? We're just making them just to make you aware. So if you want something. It's be- not shameless plugs. It's yeah. just plugs. I know. But and besides, if you're stuck at home all day and you want to listen to something and you don't want to fucking have everybody else in your house listening to it. Earbuds are a great thing. Exactly. And if you, you know, like mentioning listening to us, if you want to listen to us, we're on everything pretty much. And also you can go to... Anywhere fine podcasts are sold. But then you can also go to ageofradio.org forward slash... Dark Windows. windows. And you can listen to every episode of our shit. Right on there. Or if you just go to ageofradio.org, you can find other shows on the network. Exactly. If you look, if you want to just listen to any, anything else besides us, you want to listen to true crime, you want to listen to there is, sports. There is or, shit on there for everybody. Yeah. Movies. Movies. They got it all. Everything. It's almost like we know what we're doing over there. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> so. And if you want to chat with us, you can go on. Sorry. I have some fixing. Yeah, if you want to chat with us, you can go on to Facebook. Dark Windows. Yeah, Facebook. We're the only one on there, Dark yeah. Windows Podcast. I'm Kevin Carlton. You can message me. I'll probably answer it. I'm Kevin Heyer, and I got nothing else I, to do. <laughs> I guess if you want to message me, I'll answer I don't it. even want to message you, and I talk to you all the time. Yeah, you're an ass. But anyway, we will be back next week with more Mothman shit, and probably the week after, because I got a feeling this is going to be a big one. But anyway, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Don't let the curses get to you. Goodbye.